Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Welcome in on a Monday morning after a super, super quiet sports weekend. That's two of those. How many more will there be? I don't know. Seems like we're in for at least eight of them. And then uh, recalibrate and see, right? There's all kinds of theories out there, and I am not nearly smart enough to know which one. I like the one where it dies off in the summer. I guess that means it's scary because it could bounce back in the fall, but I don't know. We wait for a vaccine for 12 to 18 months. Not sure any of us are up for that. The one where all of America gets sick until there's no one else to get sick anymore. Yeah, don't like that one either. I don't know. Uh, there's one where a theory where the virus uh, mutates itself and mutates itself right out of uh, being deadly and uh, spreading. And I guess that's happened with other stuff. That's how the Spanish flu ended in 1918. Um, okay, I'll take that one and mutate fast. Very quickly, please. I'm begging you. Be the Usain Bolt of mutations. I don't know. In the meantime, in the meantime, we wait. Pretty quiet sports weekend. Um, if you're really hardcore, I guess you like some of the NFL signings, but I think we're getting down to second and third tier guys now. So if it's your team, I guess that's interesting. But there's, uh, you know, the big name quarterbacks have Brady moved and Breeze got his deal and stay put. And then it dropped down a tier. You know, Phillip Rivers went to the Colts. And it seems like a lot, a lot of that has settled out. The roster that the Patriots have, uh, they picked up Hoyer, Brian Hoyer, this weekend, who's the, the classic journeyman quarterback in the NFL. I mean, he gives him the veteran, you know, who can play the spot, I guess. I don't, it's, uh, <clears throat> I don't really get what the Patriots are doing. I don't know. And, and maybe they're going to draft their guy. they got three guys on the roster now, and I don't think any of them really uh, – really leave you inspired. But then again, nobody knew who Tom Brady was, and he came out of the shoot just flying, just, just, you know, just being fantastic. He was just great right from the get-go. So now he had sat a little while. So, But uh, maybe that's what they're doing now. You know, they've got uh, Jarrett, Jarrett Stidham who's sat for a while, and they got former USC quarterback Cody Kessler, who's technically a five-year veteran, but has, you know, very, played very little over, I think, three of those five seasons. So not much there. I don't know. We'll see how that shakes out. All right, uh, coming up. If you missed it, late in the show on uh, Friday, we got to uh, hear from Yoli Childs. He and PK spoke. So uh, we'll get to that interview coming up as uh, BYU. You know, this would be the Monday morning that Cougar fans would be waking up. You know, would you be in the Sweet 16 and just all pumped up? Or would they have been knocked out? You know, if they'd won a game and, and then lost to a big-name team in a well-played second-round game, I don't think you'd be disappointed. I think any first-round loss would be disappointing because it looked like, you know, the eyeball test says it was a team that looked good enough to win a tourney game. They would have been seeded to win a tourney game, certainly. I think they would have been a five or a six seed. Uh, so, you know, they would have been the higher seed and the favorite in the opening round game. And then we would have to see where it goes from there. So uh, Yoli Childs uh, with PK. And then Joe Ingles was on late in Friday's show as well. And we're going to replay that coming up later in this hour as well. So stay with us with those two things. I don't know if you saw it, but Rudy Gobert tweeted for the first time in a while. He's, uh, what is this, to be day 12 since he tweeted positive. Said he'd lost a sense of taste and hadn't smelled anything for four or five days. Which I guess when you test positive for coronavirus a lot, a lot of people say that's that's one of the side effects that you don't taste anything for a while, you don't smell anything for a while. That'd be kind of odd, but it's, you know a lot of the effects go uh, 
certainly some of the lesser stuff to deal with, but still kind of weird. All right, stay with us. The Only Child is coming up. Then Joe Ingles on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. All right, thanks for joining us. Oli Childs, former BYU star, which I shouldn't be saying. I should be saying current BYU star. He's joining us on the Zone Phone guest line, and that's the Sprint special guest line. Lease any phone and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for ninety nine ninety nine. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Yoli, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, I got one question for you. The most important question I could ask is how is your supply of toilet paper? My supply of toilet paper is spectacular. <laughs> I'm over at the Enlock house, and they got us covered. <laughs> got to get that out of the way. Get the essentials out of the way first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's crazy to think that this thing is over, but you in particular, how nuts, bizarre, high and low was your senior season? It was unbelievable. Uh, it was uh, absolutely unprecedented. And uh, it was, I really truly have faith that it was exactly what my life needed. And, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful for the ups. They were so much fun. And uh, we had amazing highs as a team. Uh, but I'm also really grateful for the downs. You know, uh, you know, coming in with the suspension, it was, it was really cool to kind of see the way our team was able to grow without me on the floor, the way guys like Colby Lee were able to step up. Um, and then even with my, uh, my finger injury, um, our team was able to see benefits from me being out guys having to step up again. And uh, we were able to throw closer as a team, you know, my faith was tested. Um, I went through a lot of challenges, but those challenges helped me leave the season a better man than I came in. Yeah, so, I was actually, you know, I, I, go ahead. Go ahead. I was actually thinking, Yoli, that the, it was impressive I think we were all surprised that the team played as well as it did without you. And in particular, you may have known it, but I didn't really get to see that much before. And I don't see the practices or the scrimmages, the play of a kid like Kobe Lee. And having you be gone, actually, in terms of development of the program and of the individual, hastened the program to where now when you guys leave, your suspension put the program in a better spot next year than would it have been if you had played all those games. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how life works out like that. And, um, that's, that's just a lot of that credit just goes to Colby and how hard he worked. Um, but a lot of the credit also goes to the coaching staff and their commitment to developing players and how hard they've worked every single day to get the most out of every guy. And, you know, BYU is in great hands. So as we watch this season develop and the, the craziness that was already involved that we've spoken of, 
you know, I, I came away thinking that this was an excellent team. Senior laden, you had three-point shooting, you had ball handling, you had you who developed a little bit of a three-point shooter, but then also can very nimble on your feet, can go inside. We saw that against Pepperdine when they take away the three and you explode for 38. So my point is that this team was poised for a run here, potentially in the NCAA tournament. How bitter is it, if that's the right word, that you won't be able to have this experience? Yeah, it's, it's for sure disappointing. You know, it's, it's tough. It's it's something that, you know, this team has fought for for so long, you know. Guys like me and TJ, four years, we've been fighting for this moment. And, uh, you know, it's been an individual dream of mine my whole life to play in the NCAA tournament. So it's super disappointing, and um, it definitely hurts. But we also kind of have to understand the big picture that – uh, what's going on in the world right now isn't normal. It's just very unprecedented. Um, and I think uh, Coach Post talked about this a little bit, but, you know, it kind of uh, took a pandemic to stop us. You know, we yeah. we went through suspensions. We fought through injuries. Uh, we, we threw our uh, agendas aside, and nothing was going to stop our team uh, except for a pandemic. So uh, it's crazy. But we also have to to look at the perspective of, of the world outside of sports and um, do what's best for our country and do what's best for the world. Yoli Childs joining us here on The Zone. You take any solace in the fact that, okay, you didn't get to play in the NCAA tournament, but without question finished nationally ranked, you are an NCAA tournament team. Yeah, I'll have pride for sure for the rest of my life what this team was able to accomplish. Obviously, we wish it could have been more. We wish it could have kept going. But every single guy on this team is going to have so much pride in what we did. We were able to kind of bring BYU back on that national stage and hopefully going forward as these teams continue to progress and get back in the rankings and go make tournament runs, we can have pride in knowing that it kind of started with our group. So, you know, but you always got to look at the silver lining and, and everything. Now, there's been some talk of potentially – uh, guys getting back the senior year, would that be something you were interested in? You're married now. You have an opportunity to earn money playing ball somewhere on this planet. Or are you looking to move on? Well, honestly, a lot of the guys, uh, all the seniors, we haven't talked about it too much just because, you know, it's it's not an official thing. I personally don't think it's very likely. Um, but it definitely would be something we'd all be interested in doing. You know, we, we love the university so much and we love playing together so much and we never wanted to end. Um, so, you know, we'll kind of cross that bridge if it comes. Uh, we haven't put too much thought into it, but it would definitely be something that all the seniors would think about. So how are you going to handle this time? Because and it's not an official quarantine, but obviously they're telling us to stay home and all that type of stuff, and I'm sure – You've been an intelligent kid. You're paying attention to what the f- experts are telling us. But you also have some future to be concerned about and how you handle the situation now versus what you need to be doing to prepare yourself for, uh, you know, at the minimum, a potential uh, European career, if not an NBA career. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely doing everything I can. Um, I think the most important thing right now is to – stay home you know um obviously I, I wish i could be doing my normal workout routine getting prepared for whatever's next um but the responsible thing especially for people in my age group 
is to stay home. You know, maybe this, this virus won't affect us in adverse ways, uh, but you never know who you could affect and what you could do. And um, that's the scary thing is uh, people can be asymptomatic and all that stuff. So um, I'm trying to be responsible. I'm, I'm getting a lot of at-home workouts. I got my weights at home and my bands and jump ropes, doing all that stuff. And then uh, I'll get in the gym just by myself make sure I wipe everything down, but I just think that's just the smart thing to do right now. I was wondering if you had a little Nerf hoop at home. Oh, I'm getting into the... I'm, I'm seeing if I can get into the church gym. We actually just uh, came up to the in-laws house up in South Jordan, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> but if so, I'll, I'll definitely be safe. Now, I understand you know someone who may have some keys at Corner Canyon High School. Maybe you can get in there, huh? Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we gotta, we'll, we'll, we'll try out all the gyms, see where we can get in. <laughs> I, 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 it's been, uh, I think uh, I read it somewhere. Well, in fact, I know it, that you, your mother is a math teacher at Corner Canyon High School. Yeah, yeah, she is. Yes, my wife is a physical education teacher at Corner Canyon High School. Oh, so, that's awesome. Yeah. That's sweet. But she never gets over to you know, the math people. They're all, they're all kind of a little, you know, they teach math, so, you know, they think they're all that, right? Yeah, they're, they're just the, <laughs> the nerds over there. <laughs> I'm wondering now, you've experienced a real intense relationship in a short span of time with Coach Mark Pope, Yoli Charles joining us, and you know you were leaving uh, this time last year, and he's getting hired, and we know how the story plays out, so obviously you must have had some intense conversations with Coach Pope, and then you get in the season, you, start, you decide to stay it appears from the outside that this guy has really got it going on as a coach and a leader of a basketball program. Could you delve into that and explain to us what you saw that made him so charismatic and successful in his first year at BYU? Coach Pope is an amazing human being. Um, I feel so blessed to have been able to play for him, and uh, he taught me so many things. But, you know, just his intensity – was incredible his passion um all the stuff you guys see in the media about you know his passion and how excited he is he brings that every day that's not that's not a facade in any way he brings that every single day to practice and um he was able to push me every single day to be the best player i could be yeah so we had we we had our our fights we had all the highs and the lows but, but we we both fought to help this team be the best we could be. When you see somebody like that, whether it's a coach or a teammate, doing just about everything he can, like the Jake Toulsons of the world, you know, he's a, he's an unusual story too, and you see him laying it out all on the line. You know, he had an ankle injury, looked like he was going to be out for a while, and there he comes back uh, like he's coming in a boxing ring a, a few minutes later. It, it, I'd imagine that type of stuff has got to motivate you to maybe do a little bit more and give whatever you have to the program. For sure. I've just never been around such a special group of guys. Uh, being at BYU, I've obviously had incredible teammates, you know, in my first three years, but this group of guys was special. It was it was amazing. You know, we talked about no agendas all the time, and it was, it was legitimately that. It was every single guy laying it all out on the floor for their brothers, and it was special. We all inspired each other, and uh, those guys for sure inspired me, and uh, I think we kind of showed what what a team should be. We weren't the most talented group of guys. We weren't the longest, tallest group of guys, but 
you know, we were a team, and, and that's how it should be. Yoli Child's joining us. So that's the point that I wanted to lead to. You talk about a, uh, a group of brothers, and it's clear you had an affection there. So my thought for you guys, and you're young guys now, but 10, 15, 20 years from now, yeah, the NCAA tournament was taken away from you, but not individually. I mean, it was taken away from everybody, so you're not you're all in the same boat. There's hundreds and kids and obviously 68 teams that were involved in the same deal. But because you had this close association, do you think down the line that that could mean more to you as you get older to know you're going to always have this bond with this group even though it didn't get to play out to a, to its ultimate finish? Absolutely. Um, you know, this is a, a perfect example of the concept of the journey being the reward where the, the relationships we were able to build, the memories we created on and off the court, the brotherhood we had is, is going to last a lifetime. This is a group of guys that, I know we'll stay in contact for the rest of our lives. Uh, it's it's just a special group of guys. We all talk, we all joke around about we all have to have kids at the same time so they can all play together. And like we just we love each other, and uh, it's it's memories that'll last forever. Now. A lot of us know that you got some big guys on your roster who didn't play this year because of redshirt rules. You have an opportunity to see those guys in practice. Could you explain to the BYU fans what's ahead with some of these big guys who will be eligible next season? Oh, man. BYU fans are in for a treat. Um, Richard Harmer, if you don't double-team him, he will give you 30. Wow. And you will just he will back out of the rim and score on you over and over and over again. He he crashes the offensive boards like a monster. He runs the floor. He plays hard. He's smart. He, he's a really cerebral player. He's gonna be a monster. I, I think he's he's one of those guys that at the college level has the potential to be unstoppable inside. So he's he's gonna be amazing. Uh, Wyatt Lowell, super talented. He's six ten, but he's he's really a guard. Um, he's working on his post game. He's getting better every day. He put on. Uh, we do a, like DEXA scans, which is a body fat uh, scanning, and he's put on ten pounds of lean muscle during the season. So uh, he's going to be an absolute nightmare to guard. He's going to be a mismatch problem. So, uh, and then a lot of our younger guys are going to step up as well. Uh, with you know, Trevin Bell is going to get a bigger role next year, and I know he'll make the most of it because of his work ethic, but. You know, BYU is in great hands. I haven't seen uh, a lot of these these guys coming in like uh, Spencer Johnson and and Gideon, but um, from what I've from what I've seen with interacting with them, they're great guys, and their work ethics are going to take them really far. Well, Yoli, thanks a lot for jumping on the phone with us this morning, and we wish you the best going forward. Sorry you didn't get this opportunity because we really wanted to see what this team can do, but we appreciate the four years you spent in Provo. I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you. There's BYU's Yoli Childs, Joe Ingles visit from late last week. That's next. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. 
This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle bells. Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show. With DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. The Joe Ingles Show is brought to you by your hardworking friends at Mountainland Supply. For all your plumbing and irrigation needs, go to mountainlandsupply.com. Joey I is joining us. Joey I, what is your life like now? What are you doing? <laughs> I'm a, uh, a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> <laughs> is that it, really? <laughs> well, it's a little earlier than you anticipated, I suppose. Uh, in, 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 easy to adapt? Um, me and Renee were actually kind of talking about it the other day. It's, I think the first few days for me was um, was really cool. I, I, I'm obviously not getting to to kind of spend as much time with the kids or at home um, as she does, obviously, with me being away and stuff like that. So the first few days was... Um, it was really cool. I just got to obviously stay at home and not have to do anything and um, just kind of look after the kids. And um, we're on, What are we on now? I think we're on about day nine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it starts to get um, kind of a little crazy in here. The kids want to get out, obviously. And, um, we had a couple of nice days over the... I don't even know what, what day it was, but a few nights ago, a couple of nice, uh, a couple of nice days for the kids outside, but... Um, I definitely have a, a bigger understanding of um, when we leave for whatever those eight day trips and Renee's stuck with the kids for for that long. So you're now pulling out your hair too? <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm pulling my hair out, but um, yeah, obviously just trying to find different things to do with the kids and entertain them and um, for, for us as well, we let Renee work out and get a little workout in myself and um, so we're obviously just all all trying to do our part to stay as sane as possible. So the NBA never has yet, to my knowledge, I don't think it has, has used the word cancellation. It's just used the word postponement, which would indicate, though, Joe, that the season is going to continue. So at some point, I don't know when it is. I'm sure you don't know either. Uh, what do you do in the meantime to be mentally and physically prepared for whenever that day comes? Well, I think that's the, that's the hardest part is um, obviously, like you said, there's no kind of um, whatever timetable or whatever of return. It's just said kind of postponed. And um, I mean, honestly, we don't we don't know much more than than anybody else. Um, so we're kind of sitting around waiting to to hear some news. Obviously, uh, I think originally it was like 30 days or something like that. Yeah. Um, kind of reevaluate after that, but. Um, I mean, my own personal opinion, this isn't biased from anyone. I just, I mean, I don't know if it will, like if it keeps getting, I think every day we wake up, it's kind of getting a little bit worse. Right. So, um, obviously, I wouldn't see it starting anytime soon. Um, obviously, we hope it does. We want to come back. Obviously, we want to play and jazz fans want to, want to watch us play. Um, so I don't know what, what that looks like. Um for us, it's just about obviously doing what we can. We we can't go to the facility or anything like that. Um, so just staying 
I guess as as ready as you can um, at home, and we're lucky we've got a, a little gym set up at home, so um, can get a little bit little bit done here and there, and um, yeah, I guess like I said, just kind of wait for the further notice. So everybody is isolated, Joe. Are you having any form of communication with the coaching staff and or players? I mean, they. We've we've got a million group chats and and whatever. So, um, coaching and those guys keep us updated. Um, if there is anything going on, the medical staff and the head strength coach and stuff like that. Are, same thing, keeping us updated, keeping programs coming through for guys, um, just to kind of stay on top of things. And um, we've obviously got a player group chat, so that. Um, that's been pretty busy for, for six years, really. Okay. <laughs> that's non-stop. So are the guys doing well? Yeah, I mean, well, as well as you can. I think everyone's in the same in the same boat. You're, you're all kind of sitting around at home. And, um, different guys have, uh, are either by themselves or with families or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, just trying to, trying to, like I said, trying to, everyone trying to keep sane and do a little bit here and there and, Obviously, the the biggest thing and the most important thing is is to stay uh, away from people. Um, so I've obviously got kind of Renee and the kids, which is it's hard to do and, and stay completely away from. But you, you just do your best to, to not go over the top. And um, obviously, we want to we want to try and kind of slow this down as as quickly as we possible. So we've all individually got our own little responsibilities to to do that. So you've been playing pro ball now for what uh, better part of for fifteen years, yeah. So, uh, and you, this game has taken you literally all over the world, and whether it's for the national team or the European teams, and with the Jazz and everything, I'm wondering: does anything, anything that you've been through compare to what you went through in Oklahoma City? Not at all. Um, no, it was. I mean, it was the first, and hopefully, a once in a lifetime thing. Um, I mean, I think the, the people watching it were, were probably just as confused as we were standing on the court. And um, obviously, we didn't really know much of, of what was going on and, uh, until we got back to the locker room and, and kind of it all kind of came out. And um, it, was just a, it was just a really kind of weird day, I guess. We, we were ready to play um, for people that follow it a little bit more closely, I think. We were tied one-one with them. It's a huge game for us. Yeah. Um, the standings, um, our individual series with them, and, and obviously coming down to whatever we've got, for whatever we had, nineteen games left. So it was a it was a pretty big game, and our guys were, were really ready to go. I, I was, um, I, I mentioned the coach, and coach had mentioned the same. It was like we we just you could just tell the guys were ready to play, and um, yeah, it was just one of those things that. It all started to happen. I mean, we were we were literally about to throw the ball up. Really, I think the guys were actually more or less walking onto the court um, as it got stopped. So it was a it was a it was a crazy day. Um, obviously, turned into a kind of crazy night and, and next day. And um, we were obviously glad that we all kind of got home safely and um, obviously started our our quarantine as soon as we landed back in in Salt Lake. Joe Ingles joining us. So I. Take me through that night in terms of emotions. I'd imagine that you had an array of emotions, just to run the gamut of all types of emotions. Did at any point were, did fear set in? Um, I think 
I think not 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 for me kind of individually. Um my my first thoughts and, and, and I guess fears were were Renee and the kids and, and getting home to them and um obviously wanting to, to test negative and then obviously get home but um yeah, I think for for, for me and uh, obviously with with the kids and everyone talks about the the percentages or whatever of kids kind of surviving it or not getting it or not even really knowing but it's still such a, a scary virus that you don't really know um so for me with the kids i didn't obviously want them or renee to kind of go anywhere near it or get it and throwing on top of that with, with jacob and his immune system it's it's scary um he he takes things a million times worse than what, what Miller does. So, um, not that I would want either of them to have it, but Jacob even is even more scary because of, of his immune system and uh, how hard things kind of, um, they, I guess, hit him when, when he gets them. Miller will have something for three or four days, he'll have it for 10. Um, and symptoms are a lot worse and stuff like that. So, yeah, for me, obviously, was was trying to get, oh, hoping I had a, a negative test and then... Um, getting home to them and, and kind of protecting protecting them. So playing basketball, and you do it probably as well as anybody in, is in terms of having fun. And, you know, we as fans, we view it as fun and we look forward to the games and all. I'm wondering how somber was all that in that experience? Yeah, it was, like, it was just one of those, like, like I said, it was a, a once in, well, I hope it's a once in a lifetime and, and something that I definitely don't want to, go through again um, I think one of the the hard parts was a lot of the unknown um, not knowing if we were going to get home or not not knowing if we were going to test positive or, or negative at the time um, early on not really knowing what was going on we, we didn't originally know why we got taken off the court um, obviously you would uh, assume that either someone or obviously end up being Rudy at the time but one of our team and other team, you didn't really know what was going on. So um, there was a lot of kind of mixed emotions. We were in the locker room for a while and everyone was just kind of sitting there talking. It's just a crazy... Me and Renee still, every day now, it's like, this is just crazy. Like, you just don't think in your lifetime you're going to live through something like this. Um, you, you just... It's like one of those things that happen in a movie and you think you're going to turn it off and, and go back to regular life. Um, but we're... What, what would I say? We're day nine. I think we are... Um, still sitting in the house and um, yeah, lucky we've got um, I guess some good things around the house and Renee's got a little art room and we've, we've got enough kind of activities for the kids. So I don't know how much longer we'll be able to last, but we'll, we'll keep doing what we have to do. <laughs> so in times like these, and there's really, it's unparalleled, but you get the point in times of trouble times, I guess, people turn to family. And so you've got your wife and your children here in the Salt Lake area, but you also have a fair amount of family living thousands of miles away. How is that in terms of trying to communicate with those folks down there that you're doing okay? Because I'm sure they must have had a sense of nervousness as they were getting word of what was going on. Yeah, there was... um we we kind of joked at the time, which probably wasn't really the right thing to do, but we were also kind of confused and and a million different emotions, like I said. But we were, we were kind of laughing, like how many people would take. It was like you get more texts the other night than we did on our birthday or our, <laughs> our wedding day or something like that. It was, um, and at the time, but the same thing. Like you, you know, 
how unknown and scary this is, but you don't probably really know and put it into perspective until you kind of go through what we went through. And um, yeah, I had, I mean, I had people from all over the world trying to reach out and obviously make sure that I was okay and that Renee and the kids were okay and, and obviously kind of extended that the team and, and stuff were all right. Um, and I think in terms of my family in Australia, I think Australia is probably a, a, a week or two behind kind of what where everyone else is. But, um, I mean, the latest reports in Australia were that they were on track um, to kind of where, where Italy is now. And they were running the same kind of course as them, which is, is obviously pretty scary. Because they've had 40-odd thousand cases and three or 4,000 deaths, um, which is pretty scary. So um, I think Australia is going to pretty much go into lockdown pretty soon in the next few days or something. Um so obviously, as as much as we're doing okay right now as a family, um, you obviously feel, and now you kind of worry goes to to my own obviously sister and parents and and grandparents and stuff like that in Australia that are um, my grandparents in that age bracket of, of obviously pretty pretty uh, severe or something. So um, yeah, I think it's just I mean it's a scary time for everybody. Um, and like I said, I think that obviously one of the, the key things is is to listen to the, the professionals and um, and stay away from people, stay inside as, as much as you can, unless it's a, um, a, a kind of an emergency that you need to go out and grab something or, or whatever. But if you're going to do that, go out and come right back. And I mean, I literally, I haven't left the house in, I went for a drive for 30 minutes a couple of days ago just to get out the house and I didn't see anyone I didn't talk to anyone but I just needed to get out and I went for a drive and I've so I've left for 30 40 minutes in in nine days and I think that's obviously me just trying to do my part and I think everyone obviously needs to do the same thing so I've got uh, my parents are gone now but I've got sisters who live down in the Arizona area it was where we're from and so my one sister told me that she signed up for a uh, free child of Netflix to, to watch because she's a uh, big sports fan too, and so much of her time, like me, I do it for work. She's she's a retired uh, educator now, uh, but yeah. you know, so much of it was whether it's watching the Suns or whatever sports are going on. So she doesn't have that, and so she's finding ways to to fill time by watching series, whatever that might be. And it's uh, Netflix is exposing her to some new stuff. I'm wondering for yeah. you, do you have anything to go to? What What are you watching now as far as that goes when you're done with the kids and maybe they go to sleep or what have you? Um, honestly, we're, um, we do watch a couple shows, but uh, by the end of the day, from our kids get up at about 7-ish and uh, are very, very full on until kind of 6, 6.30 when they go to bed. And um, like I said before, being at home from 7 till 6.30 and entertaining and playing is, is a very busy and, and tiring job. And um, like going back to why I gave, give a lot of credit to, to single mums, single dads, stay-at-home parents, whatever it is. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a crazy time. And, um, so we, yeah, we usually put the kids down and have dinner and um, we actually are kind of obsessed with Australian Survivor at the moment, um, which is my favourite TV show. Okay. Um, but the worst part is it goes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and then doesn't play Thursday through Sunday. So yeah. we get to watch Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday because we get to watch it the next time. And then 
Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, we're sitting around trying to figure out something to watch. So I, I'm more than happy to have some suggestions of good TV shows. I don't like Game of Thrones. I don't like that fake, like, whatever. I don't even know what that stuff's called, but anything like that. Lord of the Rings and don't, don't send any of that. But any good, real, true story documentaries, I'm more than happy to take suggestions because nine days in, like you said, everyone's going a little bit crazy. All right, there it is. Joe Ingles wants some suggestions. He's not from all that <laughs> fantasy stuff with the great Game of Thrones and all that. And Just I don't blame you. Cool stuff. Yeah, I got you. I, you know, if, if you're awake on Sunday nights on Channel Two at eleven o'clock, I'm on, so that no. can get your week started off the right way. I've had about two and a half hours sleep by that point. <laughs> well, okay, so then you can set the alarm and then wake up, and I do a ten minute segment at eleven o'clock, and then you can go back, or you can tape it and watch it the next day, and that'll set the mood for you to get in a good mood for the rest of the week if you want to do that. It's probably wise for you to do that, right? Probably just make me feel a little bit sick, to be honest. And I, I don't want that. <laughs> the complete opposite of what I'm trying to do. So I don't know if you followed, but Adam Silver came out the other day, and and he's basically open to your like you're saying you're open to television suggestions, and I think he's open to suggestions as far as you know what's going to happen because he's a powerful guy who's got a lot of people out of at his fingertips to uh, sure. give him information, but he doesn't know what's going to happen. And one of the things we heard was potentially you know extending the season into July and August, and then maybe they might, if it worked, maybe they might look at just going from a December to August type schedule all the time. I know that's been talked about. I personally, it doesn't matter to me, play the games and I'm in whenever you play them. That's my work, and I would be in them as even if I was an accountant or what have you because I just like watching it. So I'm in either way. I'm wondering you as a player, what do you think about adjusting a calendar? Um, I think it's. I think it would be tough. I think um, a lot of other sports and competitions and stuff like that. Uh, uh, like the first thing that comes to mind is, is Olympics and, and World Championships or World Cups, um, which you participate in, and, which I love playing. And I think a lot of the international players. I even being teammates with Donovan now. I think that that group of especially that last week, like they really wanted to play for Team USA. Like that's such a cool experience to play for your country. And um, like I said, I, I've, I've done it for, for too long now. I um, probably am nearing the end of my international kind of career. But um, I mean, the Olympics, uh, well, end of July, start of August, somewhere like that, and the, the World Cups in September, which probably wouldn't get affected too much. But... Um, I mean, that just takes out your training camp. It takes out. There's a lot of things that um, would have to would have to change. I, I, I would assume if the NBA um, was to do that, the other competitions would would probably change because the NBA is a is a pretty powerful beast. And um, so I think if it was to to do that, then it would. Um, I'm assuming the other competitions would change. But then you've also got to think about the European competition, the, the league in Australia. There's a million other basketball leagues that you've got to compensate for as well it's not just um the nba but like i said i think if it was to happen every other league would probably have to adjust a little bit too because they're not going to get rid of the olympics they're not going to get rid of the world cup um every other league is still going to play around the world so it's just obviously finding a um a common ground that everyone can play their leagues and then obviously play that represent their countries at, at the given time of, of whatever tournament it is 
Joe Engel's joining us. Joe, you're a pretty popular guy, obviously, here na- uh, locally. Thanks. And then people have and caught on. Yeah, well, I, okay. Uh, that's where I was going with this. And people have caught on, you know, the NBA writers. You've made yourself available, like when you go back to New York, I think, with the Low podcast and whatnot. So I'm wondering, uh, has, have people reached out to you? Are you doing any of those types of things in the interim now? No, I'm not doing anyone else's podcast ever again because we have decided to do our own. Um, it's been a, a long time coming. Uh, we've we've talked about it here and there, and um, I guess the timing of it is really hard because you need the, the, the time to, to sit down and, and yeah. bring someone either to your house or meet them or whatever it is. And, right. Um, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot harder than waking up and talking to you knuckleheads on the phone for fifteen minutes and then hanging up. Yeah, I got a lot you. more preparation, especially when you you kind of hosting it. Um, myself and, and Renee and it was actually Renee's idea um, obviously she knows that I, I've done this radio show and I've done a lot of podcasts it's something that I really do enjoy doing and talking to people and um, yeah so we've we've started home. we've got a couple of episodes recorded already um, we've got some more um, prepared if we can get them done <laughs> if we're allowed to go near people anytime soon um, but we've got we can do it via phone and everything so it's it's something for us that um, I don't want it to become no disrespect to the Warriors and all that. They they do a lot of basketball. It's all basketball talk. I don't really want to interview any basketballers if I if I have to. Um, I just want to want to chat, sit down, and, and talk to really interesting people. I want to talk to I don't know someone in in autism, someone that specialises in that, someone just completely different, um, super interesting people, and. Um, so between myself and Renee, um, we've got Aaron Fork, who's who works for the Jazz. He's kind of our third. Um, no one probably knows who he is, which is kind of cool because he's he's a cool guy. He really fits kind of the two of us as well. And um, so it's really it's really exciting. We're, we're excited. Um, we're hoping we can kind of launch the first one or first couple episodes soon because no one has anything to do. Um, and I'm way more popular than this show, so I'm hoping it blows up and. Um, should be a bit of fun. Maybe we'll get you guys on one time. So it's uh, away from the game of basketball itself, though. Yeah, I mean, we. There's no. I mean, there's no doubt. I'll I'll do someone basketball related or a basketball or an NBA player, or whatever, um, because that's my job, and I obviously know a lot about it. And I think some of those guys have really interesting stories to yeah. tell as well. Um, but yeah, definitely more kind of life. Um, we'll definitely open it up to questions one day and answer a bunch of questions um, from fans that, that uh, as an athlete, and obviously you're accessible via Twitter and whatever. They ask so many questions and it's, it's hard to, to sit there and answer everybody's questions. So um, we want to, I, I guess, give a bit of an insight into to what we do, how we live, our kids, our families. Um, and then obviously, like I said, speak and sit down with some some really interesting people and have some really cool conversations and um, I I guess me and Renee we're both kind of people person people people person whatever you want Um, and I think it's something that that we obviously honestly if it got one view or a million views it wouldn't really bother me it's about us kind of sitting down and I think people will enjoy it I think we've got good personalities for it Aaron's a a great third wheel in our relationship now and um, something that we're really looking forward to. So once it uh, once this, this first one comes out, hopefully in the next couple of days, we'll um, 
we'll post that and everyone can listen and then um, we'll, we'll go from there. All right, cool. And then, then we can, if you want, you can pub what you're talking about when you come on a, our show each week. That would be fine too. And we can kind of go back and forth in that way. And, and I, thank you great. For, I thank you for coming on this morning. And uh, let's all hope that we're all well enough and everything's good enough to do it again next week. What do you say? For sure. I just think one more message is, like I said before, I think just to, to really listen to these, these professionals. And uh, I think that, like, it, it seems like everyone could fight it or you think you're healthy enough to or whatever it is, but it's it's a lot more serious than, than what people are some people are kind of saying, I think. So stay inside, obviously get where you need to get food wise and, and for your children or whatever to look after your family. But um yeah, stay inside until we, we sort this out. All right, Joe, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. There's Joe Ingles. Coming up next, what is trending? All the headlines next on 975 and 1280 the zone.